The Youth Network for Positive Change, UNETPO, presents the 5th Annual Education and Youth Leadership Conference, style at Youth 2022. The conference is scheduled for July 27th to 30th at the Cynthia Guest House in Kakata, Magibi County. The all-important conference will bring together youth leaders and stakeholders from Liberia and around the world. International guests at this year's conference include Honorable Abdullah Njai, the youngest lawmaker in West Africa from the Gambian Parliament, and Mr. Sushima Aro, the Pan-African Experience Podcast International Observer from Scotland, and many more. Registration is $35, which covers accommodation, four square meal, and t-shirts. To register, call cell numbers 0770-285-562 or 0888-886-083 or visit us on our website at www.unetpo.org That's www.younetpo.org It's the Youth Network for Positive Change. Unetpo, 5th Annual Education and Youth Leadership Conference style at Youth 2022 at the Cynthia Guest House in Kakata, Magibi County. Let's meet there. That's the sign of a victory. This podcast came to be because I want to reignite discussions about Pan-Africanism. And the purpose is to plant seeds of unity and inspiration among Africans, both at home and in the diaspora. I believe we have come to the stage where our continent is more vulnerable than ever. And it's up to us to decide our fate moving forward. What we will come to realize, I hope, is that we're so much more alike than we're different. And this show is just a small contribution to the public discourse that is going on in Africa right now. My name is Soshima Iro, and this is the Pan-African Experience. On today's episode of the Pan-African Experience, I'm going to be in conversation with Mr. Leo Thier. Mr. Thier is the executive director and founder of Youth Network for Positive Change. Youth Network for Positive Change is a grassroots movement in Liberia. We are going to be discussing their upcoming youth conference, which is taking place in Kakata City. I'm very grateful and honored to have Mr. Tia on this podcast. Mr. Leo Tia, uh, welcome to the Pan-African Experience. Hey, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Okay. You know, there's a vibrant uh, youth movement across Africa and uh, what you're doing in Liberia right now and what your organization is doing is uh, one of these uh, movements. You're the director of UNEPTO and that's a Youth Network for Positive Change, correct? Yeah, sure, sure. Please, can you tell me a little bit about this uh, organization and uh, what you do uh, uh, in this organization? All right, thank you so much. Uh, like I said, I'm so excited to be uh, on this platform. Um, at Youth Network for Positive Change, we are a youth-led civil society organization. And uh, most of our programs are youth-focused and youth-centered. And we operate our projects and programs in four thematic areas. And those thematic areas include education, health, environment, and good governance. So those are the four pillars in which we carry on our activities as an institution. We were funded in 2014. And uh, since 2014, we have been able to work in Liberia. And successfully for us, we have worked in eight counties 
Liberia has 15 counties. We have worked in eight counties. And uh, we're still moving strong. We're growing our team better. And like I said, most of our programs are centered around youth. And so currently, we have some programs that we run. Uh, we run program uh, with FHR 3 sister in a health area with support from USAID, where we we work to to with vulnerable women and girls in the various communities that uh, we are assigned within our catchment area. And uh, we work in Maserado West Health District. And uh, we also doing a project with Carter Center. We call it the Informed Women Transform Life. It's a global campaign. And uh, we focus on waste management, specifically providing information on municipal information as it relates to municipal government for women to have access to information relating to city government. And we also uh, work for UNDP, uh, where we did our environmental awareness in three counties, in uh, Neymar, Bong, and Babalu counties. And we were distributing uh, posters, brochures, and fast sheets centered around climate change and biodiversity, and telling the people in the rural area to not cut down the trees, the effect of cutting down the trees, to not eat certain animals. These things are very important to the ecosystem, and they help make our world a better place. Also, on the issue of governance, we have partnered with several uh, civil society organizations to petition the national legislature to have an open parliament where uh, we're talking about the librarian legislature or the librarian parliament should have uh, a website where uh, citizens can go and access information that relates to the legislature. And we're talking about the, the legislature using uh, electronic voting system so that they will not do year and nay voting. We should have electronic voting that will be able to be more accountable to make lawmakers to know that they are accountable to their constituents when they vote the constituents can follow up on their vote to know whether they vote in the right direction in the favor of them or the, the voter in the negative direction. So these are some of the things. And we also petition the legislature to provide audits on all uh, loans and grants that were given to them for the fight of COVID-19. And so uh, around governance, we're also pushing for the local government and there are a lot of programs we're doing uh, in the governance area too. So that's just... Uh, very detailed, little brief, uh, detailed but brief information about UNEPO. Okay, you mentioned UNDP. Uh, who is, uh, what organization is UNDP? UNDP is the United Nations Development Program. Okay, okay, okay. And you're currently uh, in partnership uh, with UNDP uh, with regards to the projects uh, you talked about now. Yeah, with regards to the environmental projects. Okay. I focus on climate change and biodiversity. Okay. You know, like I mentioned earlier, you are uh, organizing a youth conference uh, through your organization, UNEPTO. And, uh, and this will take place from 28th of July to 30th of July uh, this year in Liberia, uh, in your country, in the city of Kakata. I think I got it right. You know what is the purpose sure. of what what is the yeah sure yeah what is the purpose of this youth conference that is coming up? Okay, uh, the purpose of this conference is uh, to bring the youth of Liberia together from the fifteen counties 
to have a dialogue around peace as Liberia gets towards 2023 presidential and representative election. So our election is next year, and uh, most of the actors in our electoral processes are youth because we constitute like 60 to 65% of our current population. And so Liberia is a youthful nation, and these processes, youth play a very key role in, in these election processes. So because of that, we thought it wise to focus the conference this year around peace. For a matter of fact, we annually host this event. But for this specific year, as we get towards election, we're talking about peace. So what we want to do at IO Conference 22 is that we want to develop a youth manifesto that will focus on peace, that will give a clear path and commit young people to be very peaceful in the upcoming elections, in which we want for stakeholders that will be there to also commit themselves to being to doing everything possible to sustain the peace of Liberia during these election processes. So this is one of the key focus of this year's conference. Okay, so the the do you have like set of outcomes that uh, you would like to achieve? You know, a set of outcomes or deliverables or actionable uh, things that you would like to come out from this conference afterwards. Yeah, sure. Uh, we 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 hope to see a lot coming up for IU uh, twenty twenty two. Some of the things that we really look out for, like as stated earlier, was uh, or is uh, the issue of the youth manifesto. So the youth manifesto is very important. That is a policy document. That is a commitment document that we look forward to developing as a as a conference. And, and that will be given to stakeholders and policy makers. We also look forward to enhance dedicated knowledge on peace building in democratic processes and encourage their meaningful participation. And then we're going to recommend ways in which government and stakeholders can increase the participation of young people in decision-making processes and reduce youth unemployment. So those are the three key areas, the three outcomes that we look forward to achieving from this year's event. So uh, you are going to get the stakeholders to sign this youth manifesto to commit themselves to whatever uh, the set of outcomes that are on the youth manifesto. Is that the idea? Yeah, sure. So um, the conference is the one that would, or would, will, the young people at the conference will develop the manifesto. So after the conference, now as a follow up. We're going to petition uh, or present this uh, ac this account document to key stakeholders to commit themselves because young people will already commit themselves at the conference that they want to see peace. They want to do everything in their own way to maintain peace come 2023. So after young people have committed now, we're going to have this another program, post-conference engagement, where stakeholders now who we believe they are they are cardinal to the election process, like political parties, like some of the international community members that are within Liberia, like looking at the Liberian government. These are people that we're going to engage to ensure that they also commit themselves to that document for a peaceful election comes 2023. Okay, so who are the key stakeholders that will be, in addition to the youth, obviously there's a lot of youth across all the regions of Liberia, which will be there. What are other key stakeholders 
uh, who will also be there, whether is there people from the government, is there people from um, other non-governmental uh, organizations, uh, who are the key stakeholders that will be in the event? Okay, uh, some some key stakeholders, uh, we're looking at uh, representation from uh, USAID, which are international partner, international development partner. We're looking at UNDP to be represented. We, we're also looking at Carter Center to be represented. We're also looking at Play International to be represented. And from the level of the government of Liberia, we're also uh, looking at uh, the mayor of Monrovia City, which is uh, on a Jefferson Koji. We're also looking at uh, the ministers for urban affairs, Republic of Liberia. And uh, we also look at the Minister of Youth and Sport. We're also looking at uh, the, the information minister. And we're also hoping that uh, we can have the vice president uh, of the Republic of Liberia at that program too. So is there is there uh, any other thing that uh, with regards to the conference that you would like people to um, to know about or to to learn about maybe someone that is not familiar with the conference in the first place? Okay, so uh, this year we have uh, our our guest speaker and 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 focus point of the conference that will really come to motivate the youth of Liberia to take on leadership role and decisions within our community, within Liberia to, you know, help young people to understand that if it can happen in his situation as a young man, we can all step up. We don't need to sit back. We need to take actions for the changes that we want to see. So we are we are so glad uh, and I'm pleased to announce on this platform that this year we'll be having uh, Honorable Abdullahi Nanjai from... Uh, from Gambia. He's the youngest member of the Gambian parliament. And uh, he will be joining us in Liberia this year as a keynote speaker. And he's going to spend the rest of his, uh, he's going to be with us for the rest of the duration of the conference from the 28th to the 30th. So he's not just coming to speak and go, but he has assured us that he will be remaining at the conference and until the conference ends before he can get back. Also, we're hoping that, uh, that to, to have uh, People from the podcast that we are currently on uh, to also be at the event. Uh, I think you, our host, we're looking forward to having some representation from your end uh, at the level of the conference. And also, currently, we are in talk to one of the youngest uh, lawmakers, too, from Malawi. She's a female. We are in talk right now. It's not yet confirmed, so I cannot. You know, announced, but just to just to let you know that between now and maybe days from now, we'll also be announcing our arrival for the event in Monrovia to be here in, in Liberia, rather to be here in Kakata City. Wow, this is very exciting, and I have to say that I am very excited to be able to come to the conference. I will be coming to the conference, and I can't wait uh, to get to the conference to meet you and to meet your... your oh, that's good. So I, I waited to say that because I wanted you to say yourself, and this is official now. <laughs> <laughs> so that's really good, you know. Yeah, you said, you said that there will be a youth manifesto at the end of the conference, which all the stakeholders will be, will be required to sign, or at least you will ask the stakeholders to pledge to be abide to abide by the manifesto, and the manifesto mostly will comprise of 
you know, uh, elements to make youth uh, peaceful, to promote peace in the upcoming election, uh, which is next year, 2023. And I was also wondering, you know, like, as we are, you know, in Africa, the same in Nigeria, we have an election coming up uh, next year. And uh, of course, we want peace. But I was wondering if we can, if there can also be other elements in the youth manifesto to get the stakeholders to pledge to this, especially government of uh, Liberia, whether it's the local government or the national government, to pledge to certain aspects of uh, you know uh, governance, you know youth development, and other aspect of your uh, your country. You know, yes, we want peace, but I would think peace should be the basic you know, requirement that you will ask for, you know, on behalf of the uh, government. What, what do you think about that? Yeah, so uh, I think uh, the, the outcomes also speak to that, right? We'll talk about recommending ways in which government and stakeholders can increase the participation of young people in decision-making processes and reduce unemployment. So that is another key component of Liberia because when you look at our scope, the, there are a lot of youth that are unemployed. There are a lot of youth that are not included in decision-making processes. So there's a key call that we want, or clear way forward that we're we'll going to be recommending the government and stakeholders that you need to get youth into. Like, look at our legislation. Uh, there, there are few many few young people, you know, in the in the legislature. For example, there are a few young people that are ministers proper that, you know, that actually they have ministers of agencies. There are a few young people that are also, you know, uh, in other sectors. So we want to say if we are in a majority, we should be given a certain space with to, to be able to compete, you know, for this, uh, this, this, these positions within our government system, both private and public sector. So that way it helps to empower young people for their voices to be heard. When young people are in various ministries and agencies, they're also gonna look after their colleagues, look after pushing ideas that also benefit the other young people. So that's a more way to empower young people. Also, young people taking up the step to go for elected position within our government system, and, you know, trying to, we hear the other day, the government is even increasing fees, you know, from 500 to 5,000 US dollars before you get one or as registration fee, trying to do that so that other young people who want to aspire for position can have that barrier over their head that they cannot go for that. So these are the kind of things we want to go against so that young people will be more stimulated and encouraged to go for that. And also we want to tell the government there are clear ways you can you can uh, reduce youth unemployment. And those things are going to come out from the conference. How young people want to see the government making unemployment rate to drop, to reduce to a level that at least it will be um, fair enough that most Liberians youth will have opportunities and jobs. So those are the key areas. Like normally the conference have committees. I did not speak to that. We have committees. We have committee on education. And those people that will be on our committee, they're going to come up with the educational component in terms of recommendation to the government. We have committee on health. These Those uh, committee members will, go, will come up with recommendations on health-related issues. And we have committee on good governance. So those committee are going to come up with recommendations. So our conference structure to be very inclusive, to take everybody. We're going to have committee on environment too. What are those environmental issues that are affecting Liberia, and what are the recommendations that young people have? So 
those are the things that 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 come out from the conference in terms of the outcome. So all of those recommendations are going to be fed into the youth manifesto. Wow, this is this is really uh, interesting. You know, it's really great to see you. You know what you're doing and what your organization are doing, and uh, and uh, youth population in Liberia is quite high. You know, I believe is you know about sixty percent is below the age of twenty-five. Sure. Right. So, like you said, sure. like you sure. said, this should reflect in the uh, public uh, structure, the in the government. This should reflect that if sixty percent of the population is less than twenty-five, at least. There should be, you know, maybe let's let's give the government maybe twenty percent, you know. Let's start there, you know, to have like twenty percent, uh, you know, that would be the case that maybe your organization will make, and also to put yourself forward, you know, look, because you are more than capable to run for um, something, because you're already doing your grassroots work. I discussed this with uh, Honorable Abdullah Injai about this, you know, trying to get you know, more youth to go into public office because, you know, I, I, I don't want to be pessimistic, but I'm giving up to the old people who are running the government in Africa, right? You know? <laughs> so we want, yeah. like, we want like young people, <laughs> we want young people to take over. So, you know, do you have any structure in place where you can encourage, you know, select few or maybe people that have been through some form of uh, leadership program that you conduct uh, that can put themselves forward to run for office. What are, it doesn't have to be national, you know, it can be uh, local, start locally, and then proceed to national uh, offices. Yeah, so one of the things we do, uh, we also at IR conference, we have uh, some workshops, right? Workshops that give young people the clear path to, to leadership and also entrepreneurship. So, uh, like we talk about general leadership, basically we focus on getting in the public offices. And also we look at entrepreneurship, starting a business, starting an enterprise, innovating something that can cause change to the world. And then you can also benefit as a person, right? So we look at, those are workshops that will be at the, the conference in, in various sections. Those that are interested can go out for it. And those workshops will have good facilitators, facilitators rather, that are coming up to tell you, uh, this is the pathway. If you want to be an elected official, these are the kind of work you need to start to do as a young person. Try to build up a grassroots campaign, move on, advocate for things, be this kind of person and guide them to their path. And some of them will even have the opportunity to select mentors that will also mentor them beyond the conference cycle. Right, that mentor them and guide them through their career if they want to go that. We're also going to have successful business uh, people who also came up on a grassroots level and they are young, right? They are youth themselves and they, they came up with innovation that is causing or changing our society and it's their business, their own ideas, that, and the, the, the employing a lot of other librarians helping to reduce unemployment. Mm -hmm. So those are the kind of things that are also going to be coming up uh, at the level of the conference. We're going to center around uh, detailed information relating to empowering young people. Yeah, yeah. And I'm also thinking, you know, because I certainly from uh, in Nigeria, when I when I was coming up, you know, is it's always about, you know, you have to go to university, you have to study this, you have to study that. So oftentimes we overlook the technical aspects, you know, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, there's not a lot of technical colleges where people can just learn to work with their hands. There might be people that are more, uh, you know, more 
that capable to work with their hands and not uh, people that just want to read books all day you know so we play into people's strength so hopefully there will be um, some elements of technical whether it has to be you know approaching like companies to start an internship program uh, through unepto and uh, to see if we can have a funnel you know of young people to start uh, developing their skills you know they don't have to be in university you know as they just have to uh, be willing and motivated to learn new skills and then we'll find a way to to pull them through a funnel where they can get uh, work placement and uh, things like that. Would that be something you consider uh, looking into with uh, businesses around uh, your uh, city and nationally uh, in Liberia? Well, thank you. That's a very good uh, recommendation. Actually, uh, at previous conference, I can remember in 2019, we have, uh, we have a committee on that. But uh, actually, I must admit that we 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 kind of like missed out on getting it back in in 2022. So I think, uh, thank God that you brought it up. Uh, we try to do that. And even where we having uh, the conference in Kakata is the the hub for technical vocational education, where we have uh, the Boga Washington Institute, which is the premier technical vocational institute in Liberia, of which I myself I am an alumni of that institution. So. Is a, is a very good thing, and I, I note that your recommendation will be taken into consideration. Okay, uh, thank you very much. Okay, now let's talk a little bit about you. You know, um, obviously, you're someone that is passionate about development, you're someone that is passionate about peace. And uh, so, how did you get here? So, can you tell me a little bit about yourself uh, and your background? Oh, okay, uh, thank you so much. Um, I'm a young man, I uh, grew up raised by a single father and uh i was at a very tender tender age when i lost my mother my father stepped up he took up us and uh carried us through the war and then we survived and then uh started going to school resumed school after the war we started my oldest brother and i and my father was uh ahead of an ngo too right He's called, it's called uh, Helping Hand Liberia. So he started this whole thing, and I grew up seeing him being very devoted. Even during the war, we, he would have to be a way for us just to go and help other people. So I saw that, and I became passionate about it. So growing up uh, further, he said, oh, look, I want you to do uh, electrical engineering. And I was kind of like, that. no, it's not me. But he said... Uh, please, you have to do this. So, you know, in Africa, our parents normally try to influence us to do what they want us to do. So uh, I did went for that, right? I did it. But it was still not my passion. So after graduation, I left the entire fee. I started establishing, you know, UNEPO. So I went to him one day. I said, Dad, uh, I'm seeing that uh, you're getting weak and not too much into your NGO like before. So can I... Can you train me or can I work along with team to be able to see you in time to come? So he looked at me and said, no, I told you that area, I don't want you to go there. So, you know, I took it as an opportunity, actually. So I took it as an opportunity and I started organizing UNEPO at a community level. You know, I got a few of my friends, I shared this idea with them and this vision and some of them buy into it and then we started. It was not very easy. 
it was very rough. But the passion and the persistence, you know, kept rolling, kept rolling, kept rolling. And then we started to get him moving. So one day he came and said, my father now, he said, uh, I don't know. He told my oldest brother and said, this guy. So he just wasted all, you know, where I sent him to learn the education and he's doing different things from, and, and he's, he doesn't even have a job currently. He need to do other things for himself and family. And then still he's just keeping to this thing. So I told him, I said that, uh, it's not so much about the money. It's not so much about what I earn. It's not so much about the life that I live, you know, by the Hemson job or fat job that I have, but it's something I have passion for. I saw you doing this and that I grew up with the passion. And so I want to be this person that also impact the community, impact the life of young people. And that day he agreed with me and then started giving me some ideas on how to strengthen my team, how to write some good proposals, started giving me ideas and Gradually, we started to emerge into the space of Liberia uh, youth-led organization to be a vibrant institution. And today, where I am, I'm so excited. It is, uh, I'm doing this because I have passion for it. I'm not doing it for anything else. It's something that I see that, one thing I always say to myself, when you are young, it's a time to prove yourself and make an impact. Because when you get older, you will not be like before. You will not move like the way I can move now and organize things faster. I, you know, I will not have the time to do that. Even if I want to do it, I may not have the strength to do that. So why in your youth is the time to set up a career? And, you know, I'm married, uh, my wife and I, and, and still pursuing education. I'm currently studying uh, public administration at uh, the AME Zion University. And we have a team at UNEPO that is very youthful. We have a board, we have a very big structure. And with the support of our partners that we call and our listed area, you know, for the various programs that we do, we are we are gravitating gradually to a very high level in Liberia when it comes to civil society operations. Well, that's uh, really interesting, and uh, you know, I can see the passion, obviously, and I hope that you continue to uh, to move forward, and then you know, hopefully, this organization, your organization, will continue to grow and will become an Africa-wide um, organization that will be, you know, be replicated across African countries, you know, and hopefully, uh, as we discussed informally, uh, this conference will become an Africa-wide conference where more, because uh, Africa is becoming, uh, um, a, a, you know, we're in a global world anyway, but Africa is becoming more together. They, you know, we want to promote that togetherness across Africa, so hopefully, with time, uh, the conference will become an Africa-wide event where people from across African countries will be able to attend, and uh, uh, that will be really good. And I believe this is something you're working towards to, you know, as your official goal. Sure, sure. Uh, even the vision of UNEPO actually is to expand its program across the continent of Africa. So that vision, like you said, having uh, maybe your Nepal, Nigeria, your Nepal, Ghana, your Nepal, South Africa. Those are the kind of things you want to do. And the platform IR conference, we want to make it as a big platform where we have head of states coming to commit to young people issues within Africa. So like you said, everything is from the base. And let me just give you this joke. I was, I was sitting with one uh 
big business guy uh, the other day that want to support and serve as sponsor to IA conference. So he said, uh, the way you explain this idea is like the 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 ECOWAS. When ECOWAS started, they had the first conference in Nemba in sending code at the time. You know, that's the OAU rather the OAU. So when it started, they had this conference, and the first conference was in Liberia back then. So in say it's like this is why you're talking about without even knowing the vision for it. Say this conference this year, the way it's starting and the momentum is taking in Liberia this year. I can see it going continental wide. I can see it going very big. But you guys have to put a lot into it. And you know, we just laugh about it. I say yes. That's what we're thinking about. And with your support, with everyone's support, we can get it to where we want to see it. Yes, that's uh, that's really uh, what everyone wants to see, uh, youth engagement in Africa, because I really want uh, youth to be more um, active in terms of uh, grassroots uh, movement, in terms of uh, activism, in terms of you know holding our leaders accountable, because if we don't do that, uh, we'll, we'll just be in autopilot. You know, our countries will just be in autopilot. You know, the leaders will continue doing what they're doing, and uh, hopefully, Things will start to change as we, you know, as we look up to people like you and people like Honorable uh, Abdullah Njai and people like you across Africa. There are so many people in like you in other countries. Hopefully, we we'll just manage to make everybody join forces, you know, and uh, bring the continent. Sure. Bring the continent to to greater heights. Okay. So uh, I was wondering, is there sure. is there any future uh plans you know uh after the conference is there any future projects that you're thinking about uh to do whether with the organization or or with another organization uh, towards uh, development of liberia or towards africa in general yeah so like uh i even started to discuss with uh honorable njai i told him uh I want us to do this uh, exchange program, right? That uh, we have young people from uh, the Gambia coming to Liberia for exchange, youth from Liberia going to Gambia for exchange, or having a platform where we can meet, you know, and then we can start it to expand, right? Uh, start to expand to other countries based on uh, the negotiation of people that we know there. Like I know him in uh, Gambia, it's easy to work, you know, from there. And if I know someone else in Sierra Leone, then we 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 start to expound it, and gradually it can become a global platform. So we don't have to do it overnight. If we have the opportunity to do it overnight, fine. But if we don't have, we can do it smaller. Start with two countries, from there three, from there four, and gradually we'll take over Africa. And with that happening, also we're also looking forward to establishing your network. Uh, that is part of our five-year strategic plan. We want to see you never in the next five years, at least in two African countries, two other African countries. We don't know which country is going to be that yet, but that is just our vision, and that's what we hope to achieve in the next five years. Between now and 2026, we want to see you in at least two other African countries. So those are the things we want to do. And once you are in those countries, we have programs, we have other activities that will impact the life of other young people there. Yes, uh, you know, when I come to the conference, I will hopefully work with you and uh, your colleagues, you know, to, you know, I'm very passionate about education, you know, and uh, to 
change the curriculum, not just in your country, but in my country as well, Nigeria and across Africa, because uh, to, in to include more Afrocentric subjects, you know, more Afrocentric courses, because most oftentimes we learn about the history of others, you know, we learn about other countries, we learn about other Western countries, but we need to delve into our own countries, into our own continents, see what happened in the past, you know, because if we cannot learn from the past, there's no way we can make, you know, positive policy for the future. So we need to learn about, you know, our countries, our continents, see what happened in the past, what happened in the past, why is Africa the way it currently is? You know, we have all the resources, you know, not all the resources, but at least we have most of the resources in the world, but yet we're still considered undeveloped or developing countries. You know, so why are those things? So these are the things that will be part of the curriculum and young people will now start thinking about these things. Not that, you know, I know that young people will have answers, but if they're not thinking about it, there's no way you can expect them to come forward with answers, you know. So first of all, we have to engage them to start thinking about this issue, to start learning about the past, to start learning about, you know, what, how come, Everyone that you speak to, you know, when I, when I was growing up, all I hear is that, oh, Nigeria is, is in debt. You know, this African country is in debt. This African country is in debt. Why are all African countries in, in, in debt? Do you understand? So these are the things that we're going to delve into. What are the pacts? What are the pacts that individual <laughs> African countries sign with the colonial, you know, former colonial uh, uh, structures? What are those? What are ways that we can destroy these pacts to form new alliances? You know, this is a global world. We cannot isolate ourselves, but we have to engage with countries on our own terms, not on a post-colonial terms that, you know, you can't suddenly start owing someone after getting independence. You know, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, that's almost sure. like a fraud. So these are the things I want to talk about in, um, education, not in the conference, this is informally, you know, because I want to just sit and observe and listen in the conference, but at least um, informally to talk about this with you and your group, uh, to find ways where we can, you know, push your government, and speaking exactly the same thing with uh, our, our Honorable Abdullah Njai for Gambia, and I'm going to be pushing that in Nigeria, so that we'll get this in, into the curriculum, you know, and uh, because it's permeating into our culture, you know, a lot of our culture, especially in Nigeria, you know, a lot of our culture is is being um, over, over overridden by Western culture, especially U.S. American culture, and our culture. Same thing here. Same thing here in Liberia. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you think sure. about that? Yeah. One day, one day, I sat with uh, one of the ministers in our country, and that that deals with internal affairs. And uh, internet fair is the statutory mandate institution that work uh, that work around uh, the culture with, of within our country, right? So I sat with her. I said, uh, "Do we have a real Liberian cloth? I mean, African cloth, right? Clothing that we can speak to, that we can say, uh, based all of what the people have brought to us, but this is what we can normally wear." I say I've grew up from my young age to now. I'm not seeing that. Then she just laughed. She said, it is around. I said, no, but we don't see them. Even when we have a uh, international event, cultural event, we don't see that something I said or oh, inside. I gave her an example. I said, like, you see Nigeria, 
you know that Nigerian have a special attire, right? That's why the way. But for Liberia, I've not seen that. A specific, most of the thing we will still wear here is what we see from other African countries. And, you know, I told her, and we just talked about it, and I said, there should be a, 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 a something that shows. And that happened because we are letting our culture to be wear away by Western influence. And so because of that, no, no more our youth, even the older ones, right? They don't, they don't see that again as a culture of value that we should have to be able to promote ourselves as a country. So there are a lot that the lot the West is doing to influence cultural practices in our country. And if if we don't put them back on track, we're gonna lose everything and we will end up gaining nothing. I was saying in light of what you just said now about Liberia not having like a national clothing like we have in Nigeria, because in Nigeria we have like you know like three major tribes, Igbo, Yoruba, Aosa. We have distinct clothing for each of these tribes. That if someone wears it, you can tell this is a Aosa person, this is a Yoruba person, this is an Igbo person. And you're saying you don't have something like that in Liberia because I was thinking. If I come to Liberia, I'm going to go and find the traditional Liberian attire, and I'm going to wear it for the duration of the conference. But from what you're saying, that's not looking good right now. So, <laughs> so you don't have a national uh, clothing or tradition. It is really, it is really seen. And like I said, I, I, I asked that person, and they couldn't really tell me something to point to, right? And most of what we wear, to be honest, right? Most of what we wear, right? We see it for other African countries like Ghana, Nigeria, most of the African suits, or you know, for us here, we call it a proposed suit. These are all designs that come that we see, right? I'm talking about something that is made here from our own self that set us aside. That when you say this is a Liberian guy, this is what you see him with, right? We don't have that here, no. Okay, okay. So this is maybe this will be the cultural element of your organization too. You know. We, we are focused, you, you can focus on policy and uh, peace building, which is great. It's, those, those are very important, but maybe this is a cultural element that you have to walk to. Maybe you have to go and find a historian. Maybe you have to go and speak to someone. What are our traditional clothing? You know, there has to be a traditional clothing. I'm, I'm telling you, sure. if you look deep enough, there has to be a traditional clothing. And then maybe, you can you can revive that you know again there's too much work for one person to do but it just yeah it just uh exchanging ideas anyway but it would be good to see that and uh, i'm looking forward to come to liberia i've never been to liberia before so i'm looking forward to come to liberia i'm looking forward to learn about your culture i'm looking forward to learn about what your organization is doing and i'm looking forward to you know have a broad uh, exchange of ideas so that we can learn from each other and uh, see ways that, you know, whichever way I can make any contribution, I'll be very happy uh, to do so. So is there something else you would like to add? Um, maybe something that uh, you would like to add that I did not ask you, uh, I have not been able to ask you. Is there something else you would like to add to this? Most of the things that we do today to benefit the life of many young people who have been. So we need to take up advantage. We need to take up the role. We need to take up actions. And these are the things that we look forward to motivating young people to do at our conference. And that's one of the weakness of librarian youth. They don't sit. They do not sit, but don't take actions. 
that help to empower themselves and other and other young people and other generation to come. So today, Yonepo is far beyond me. Tomorrow, if I leave to go and do something else, Yonepo lives and another young man take over and move it forward. So it has become something now that will go on from generation to generation. But Liberian youth, we don't think in that direction. And so because of that, IA Conference is going to play a key you know, role in that direction. That's why we want to bring influential young people around Africa, right? Like Honorable Njai, right? To come and, and talk to young people and say, you can be like myself. If I can do it in the Gambia, you can be like me, right? We're going to bring people like you on the platform who have ideas to change in the curriculum and putting our culture into it that we don't get it leaving us anytime soon, right? So these are people are going to step up. We also in Liberia, local are going to bring young people like our city mirrors, young men, right? gonna bring him there to, to be able to tell Liberian youth that today I'm a mayor of Monrovia because I decided to take up actions that will put me to where I want to go. So it's one key component of 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 IO conference that we look forward and we hope that we can achieve this and after the conference we can hear good news from some of our delegates that will be going out there back in the community to see those positive actions that will be taking and we're gonna follow up with them to ensure that that whatsoever they have gathered from the conference, they kind of prodigalize it to get them to become the people they want to be. Yes, thank you very much. Uh, Mr. Leo Tia, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, thank you so much. And I really, really appreciate. Look forward to appearing anytime you need me to talk on this platform. I'm available. We can talk on so many issues. And I'm so grateful. And thank you also for creating this platform that promote issues around Pan-Africanism. And I want to say thank you. It's an honor being on this platform. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Pan-African Experience. Join us on Facebook at The Pan-African Experience. Follow us on Twitter, TPA Experience. And follow us on Instagram, The Pan-African Experience. Visit our website at www.thepanafricanexperience.com.